Welcome to Life on the Vine. I'm Hutch. And I'm Jackson. We're excited to be with you. Yes, we are. Back uh, in the Hannah C. Howard Studios. The last homely studio this side of the Mississippi. That's right. Uh, we are live. We're coming at you. And we're excited to be here. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for giving us your time, giving us your ear. Um, if you are not subscribed... Yeah. You should subscribe. Subscribe because as you will remember with last episode, we've I've been telling you that it's going to be coming out every two weeks. Well, I missed a week yeah. in there. So um, maybe I'll just spring this one on you a couple of days early or something Ooh. like that. But you wouldn't know that unless exactly. you're subscribed and you get a notification. Yeah. Also, feel free. I, I know on Google Podcasts, you can uh, leave a review. You can rate the podcast. I don't know if you can do that on Apple Podcasts or not, but I appreciate those who have uh, left reviews, have who've written stuff. Um, you can leave us comments and stuff on Podbean. So just as a refresher, we're uh, hosted through Podbean. We're on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, um, Spotify. Spotify. You can yeah. find us on Spotify. That's right. You can find us on uh, a new one called Verbal. Ooh, yeah. nice. Um, we're also on, man, we're on a bunch. Oh, I think you can access us through your Alexa. Ooh. Say, Alexa, play Life on the Vine with Jackson and Hutch. And it should work. Um, well, there's another one. I can't remember. Yeah. Basically, anywhere you get your podcast, yeah. you can get. You can find us. Yeah, and if if there's a place that we're not on, we can easily remedy that. Just shoot us an email, let us know, and I'd be happy to if you listen to your podcast on some obscure podcast some play indie site thing. Yeah, just I don't think we're on SoundCloud. Okay, so I could be on SoundCloud. Yeah, if you want us on SoundCloud, let me know. And thanks again for pe- people that have uh, given us questions and topics and. Uh, grab bag a couple of weeks ago it was really fun, and uh, we'll be doing that. I think we're we're excited. We got some good stuff coming up, coming down the pike. Yes, we um, do. We haven't recorded it yet, but we're we got lots of plans. Yeah, so. and some of our plans include some more guests because all the guests that you've heard previous to this, besides Hannah C. Howard, those were all recorded before COVID shut down. Yeah, and so except uh, for my dad, but oh yeah, your dad yeah. too. Um. But Hannah C. Howard Studio is not very big. And it's so true. It's, it's about true. big enough for Dan and I to talk at each other. And bringing in a third person is not super COVID friendly. Yeah. So we're... Um, we're well on the way, though. We are well on the way. Steve yeah. let me know because Steve and I got our um, shot at the same time. And he let me know as of today, we are two weeks out of Woo. our Johnson & Johnson. So I'm as vaccinated as I'm going to get. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm... uh. Halfway there. Oh, living on a prayer. Take my hand. 
Not yet, because COVID still exists. Ah. But later, who? Yeah. Uh, so today, uh, if you didn't know, we are busting our way through Lent. Yeah. It's flying by. Uh, by the time this comes out, you may not have time to Lent, but... That's right. Um, but also, as we as we talked about last time, Lent doesn't have to end with Lent. Yeah, Lent is a lifestyle. Lent is a lifestyle. It's a state of being. But today we want to talk about what brings Lent to its end, which is Easter. Woohoo! In Easter. Particularly, we want to talk about the resurrection. The resurrection. Yes. Yeah. So, strap on in. Yeah, I, I think that this is a great, not only is it great kind of progression of from from Lent and going through the church calendar and the yeah. ending of Lent and all that stuff, but I think it's a great topic because it's one that's like super layered and multifaceted. So it's not Jesus's resurrection just means one thing. It has right. different levels of significance, right? right? Yeah. Well, and, it, and it's a... So it's sort of one of those bedrock foundational truths. But at the same time, it's probably one of the things that's most disputed. Mm. You know, when people call into question, like, how can you believe the gospel? How can you believe in Jesus? How can you believe all those miracles? You know, the resurrection is right at the forefront of yeah. some of the, the crosshairs of some of those questions. And even within the church, uh, if we're being honest, the resurrection mean some different things and people have different sort of views of what actually happens in the resurrection why it's important so i think there's a lot of we we both this may come as a surprise but we both have strong opinions yeah which happen to be right yeah definitely uh, but every um, opinion i hold is right yeah exactly uh but so there's a lot here there's a lot here yeah. so um so as we um dive into this spoiler alert jesus dies Yes. Okay. I know. So, yeah. yeah. He he crucified. is crucified. And as we uh, affirm in our Apostles' Creed, right? Uh, he's crucified, he's dead, and he's buried. Right. We and won't, he descends into hell. And he descends into hell, which maybe we'll get into that. Maybe we won't. Maybe I that, that's that, a whole that nother, might be another episode. Yeah. Yeah. And then on the third day, he rose from the dead. Right. It's a big deal. And then he ascends into heaven. Yeah, but we're not doing we're not talking no, about no, that. No, no, that's that's yeah. Another one. This is a big enough topic for yeah. one episode. Yeah. Yeah. Rose but from the dead. I think that that's that's a big deal too, is that he we we worship a god who died. What kind of god dies? Right. Yeah. I mean, sorry, I'm not trying to be blasphemous or anything. I'm not yeah. trying to question no, God. I mean, but I think that that's a real question for people. Um who are outside um, Christianity looking in yeah. is kind of like what, what, and I and that's what the Roman social soldiers soldiers were um, mocking Jesus up there. You know, yeah, if you're yeah, really you're the, the son, son of God, God yeah, then, uh, you know, just come down from that right that right. cross. Well, and Paul says in First Corinthians, right? I mean, we preach Christ crucified, which is foolishness to the Greeks and a stumbling block to the Jews. But to those who are being saved, the wisdom and the righteousness of Christ. So I mean, it's it's a it's offensive. It's it's yeah. confusing. It's uh -huh. not what people expect. It's not how people expect God to behave or to act. It's not 
when you think of God and all power and creation and, you know, providence and holding the world, if you have any concept of, of, of deity of God, whatever that yeah. might be, death and crucifixion and nails and hands and beatings and beatings and mocking and mockings and being spat upon and being pierced by a i mean that just does not fit into yeah and not just that but taking it willingly yeah taking it yeah right and and not saying a thing right um and he never said a mumbling word do you know the one no spiritual i don't don't know that one. Okay. But, you know, this isn't really all that out of character for God either, right? right? Yeah. Because as we talked about in Advent, like, what kind of God comes as a helpless baby that's pooping its pants all the time? <laughs> right. Like, that's not yeah. so majestic. No. And then one yeah. that has to run for its life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Couldn't you just, like, station some angels outside the, oh, yeah, stable, the the barn? Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. That they they were born in, yeah. So that uh, Herod didn't just put like a charm on that barn where people can't see it, yeah. You know, or like a you know, yeah. No, you have to run away. Oh yeah, yeah you're born in a barn. Yeah. To and then when you come back, you can't even go to your hometown because the person in power there is still dangerous. So you have to go to Nazareth, and we know what good can come out of Nazareth. We know Galilee was this region that was sort of despised by the Jews around Jerusalem. So yeah, yeah. not not out of character. And what kind of God washes people's feet? Yeah, those are that's Peter a servant's smelly. job, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Feet are smelly. They are smelly. They're gross, especially if you're walking all the time in sandals. Which I do. I've been starting to wear my chacos more yeah. this spring, but I tell you what, <laughs> I love my chacos, but man, I don't want anyone to be around my feet after I've been wearing my chacos yeah. all day. I don't know if this is part of just like getting older, or if like we just had a really dry year last year or something like that. But I noticed like by the end of the summer, I really had to start like moisturizing my feet because <laughs> i <laughs> tmi <laughs> yeah so but, resurrection no. yeah yeah anyway that's all to say that this yeah. is a bizarre thing and something that uh, yeah god just doesn't do and right. um can can call into some questions and, and yeah. it's a well, controversial issue not just right. from people saying oh this didn't happen or couldn't happen but why would this happen? Uh, yeah. Well, and and I think it's important, you know, even as even even if to, to think about the resurrection in light of the crucifixion, right? The resurrection is the aftermath of the crucifixion. Um, these are it, it's it's a sort of one one event. It, it's linked things that happen, um, and in some sense, the that there's that tension throughout Jesus' ministry, as we think about one of the affirmations of the church from the very beginning is the humanity and the deity of Christ, that that Christ is fully God, fully man. And so Christ suffers, right? Christ suffers and and, Yeah, he doesn't just like flip on his magic God powers and say, like, you can beat me and it's just not going to hurt. Yeah, it's not going to hurt because I'm God. Yeah, no, like Christ suffers and dies and yet is also raised to new life and that death doesn't have the final word that death doesn't have power over jesus so there's there's these sort of um these tensions that that walk with jesus through the gospels and through the new testament and tensions even for us as we think about uh, martin luther famously talked about being uh, theologians of the cross and theologians of glory that we can 
um, and sort of that tension of we we're we're still people that are called to follow Christ to the cross. We're called to die to ourselves, to die with Christ, to put to death that old self, and and yet we also still live in light of the resurrection and and the new life that comes with that. And so there's this sort of tension even in the Christian life, right? Of yeah, walking to the cross with Jesus, knowing the resurrection's coming. Um, and yeah. sort of getting ahead of ourselves. No, I, I think that that is important because I think that one of the things that we tend to do most often is we unpack the symbolism of the resurrection and right. what that means, if we extrapolate that out, what that means for us right, in right. practical terms of as life of believers and how we order our lives and how we submit our lives to Jesus and we model our life after Jesus who yeah. humbled himself to death on a cross. But I think one of the more important questions to ask and that we rarely unpack, or maybe we unpack it at one or two points in our life mm. and then we just let it rest, but yeah. is kind of why does the actual physical death and physical resurrection mm. of Jesus matter? Yeah. And that may not be a question that we've ever asked. Yeah. But why does that actually matter? Yeah. Does it actually matter? Yeah. Such a good question. Such a good question. And so you, you asked an interesting question yeah. a little bit earlier that yeah. someone asked of you, right? Yeah. What was I think someone question? had heard it asked of them in a philosophy class and they were sharing it with me. So the question, oh, is, this is the question. Cool. The question is, if some prominent premier theologian or archaeologist uh went to the Middle East, went to Israel, and found definitively, without doubt, um, undeniably found the body of Christ, the bones of Christ, right? And this was proved beyond a shadow of a doubt. If that was discovered, would you still be a Christian? Yeah, and we had the same answer, right? We had the same answer. And What's your ans- answer? My answer is no. My answer is no, too. Yeah. Or if I would have, if I would were to stay a Christian, it would take a lot of mental gymnastics and convincing myself delusionally, I think, into still being a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big deal. It's a big deal. That's a big deal for me to even admit. You know, like I know there's a scenario right in that I don't believe could happen, but there's this theoretical scenario to where I'd I'd walk away from this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, there's a lot of things we could say about that. I I think there's, um, you know, as Christians, we have to have an honesty about what is essential. Yeah. Right? And what is actually foundational to what we believe. Because we don't just believe sort of a set of like, you know, oh, this if this is true, it would be nice. Or we just sort of, you know, hold all of these. It's not, you know, the, I don't know we it's it's helpful to believe in a god who loves us and wants us to be nice to other people like no we we actually our our belief and our life and our faith is founded in what we believe to be reality things that actually happened in time and in space god actually breaking into our world definitively and and doing something right and creating and recreating um 
and and those 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 sort of points of the story, those historical points of the story, are really important. And the resurrection, uh, we would both believe, is is at the the very center of that. What is essential? Yeah, because if I'm being honest about my life and what has transpired in my life. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then I have no evidence or proof that he can do the same for me. Right. Right? There's nothing that says, like, he can make me new because he has power over life and death. Right. That, that that's the the practical point of Jesus's resurrection being important yeah. at least to me in the way that I yeah. view it because I've relied on Jesus to kill my old self right and be made new yeah and if Jesus didn't actually raise from the dead then has he actually changed me right or am I just is it just a delusion? Right. And right now I believe, yes, he, he did raise from the dead and that means he does have power to change me. Cause I, I believe that people change, but I don't believe that people change on their own. I believe that (laughs) Jesus changes people. Yes. And because that I tried changing on my own and I didn't do a very good job. Yeah. Right. Cause I, I'm really good at destroying. I'm not very good at making new. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's the power of Jesus and, and the power of the resurrection is yeah. uh, being raised to new life. Right. And so, yes, we're both we're speaking physically, but we're also speaking spiritually too, yeah. spiritually dead to spiritually new life. And this yeah. is where we see kind of this physical uh, truth and this spiritual truth kind of melding together. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what Paul says too. I mean, you know, if, if Christ is not raised, then we are still in our sin. Right. You know, we are more to be pitied than any other people if Christ is not raised. But, says Paul, Christ has been raised, right? But Indeed. I mean, even Paul thinks that this is, you know, Paul will say, if Christ is not raised, then this is pointless, all that we're doing here. Um, yeah, and I think exactly what you're saying, that Christ being raised is the the proof of the power of God, the power of, and the power of Christ over the death, uh, over the death, over death, over sin. And again, that's, that's later on in first Corinthians death. Mm-hmm. Where is your power? Sin, you know, where is your grave? Where is your sting? Um, and it connects us all the way back to the very, very beginning of the story in Genesis, right? That, um, that death, that separation from God, I mean, life lived apart from God is the result of sin. Um, and so death and sin in the grave are all kind of connected, and all of those things need to be overcome in order for us to have new life and to live in a relationship with God, to enter into an eternal relationship with God. So, and, and I think, so it, it, yeah, it shows, it demonstrates the power of Christ to bring new life, right? To And that Jesus says to to Mary and Martha, you know, I am the resurrection and the life, and the one who believes in me will live, and the one who lives and believes in me will, you know, will live even if they die, right? I mean, that's, mm-hmm. um, I think it's also the, the vindication, and one of the ways to think about it is the vindication of, by God, in some sense, of the Father, of Jesus, that, and, we, and this is where, you know, the crucifixion and resurrection are linked, right? So, the crucifixion right. is, 
the sacrifice of Christ offering himself for the sins of the world. He is the sacrificial lamb. He's also the high priest. He enters into the most holy place, into the very presence of God, offering himself once for all as a sacrifice for sins. This is the language of Hebrews, right? Right. So he is that substitutionary atonement for us. He bears the sins of the world. Um, That's the necessity of him being fully human is he has to bear the weight of humanity's sin. And so to be fully human is to be able to bear that sin. Um, But if he'd stayed dead, then if there was no life on the other side of that, then that's, there's no new life for us that's going to be promised, right? The, the, The resurrection is the proof that God received this sacrifice, that the sacrifice was sufficient, that we are now no longer in our sins. Um, And that we're not even, it's not even that we're now at net neutral, right? Because, oh, we've been freed from our sins, but because Christ has been raised, in the language again of Paul, that we will also be raised, right? So, um, it's the it's the proof of Christ's power over the grave and over death and over sin, and it's also proof of God's vindication of Christ, the acceptance of that sacrifice, and then the promise that that sacrifice actually is for us, that we're covered by the blood of Christ, and we are given his new life, um, that we are raised as he is raised. Yeah. Thanks be to God. Yeah, <laughs> That's right? all I got to say to that. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's no accident it, it, that we greet each other on... Easter with he is risen. And yeah. I know that it's yeah, it's not just a theoretical he is risen, but that actually has a lot of bearing on my life and on yeah. life as, uh, as a Christian is that that's, that's a big deal. Right. It's the biggest deal, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's not, I mean, you can parse hairs here, which is more important, the crucifixion, the death, death and crucifixion or the resurrection right because of what you just said yeah but it's a package it all comes together we don't have to decide which one's which one's more important or which one is better but um we kind of got into this a little bit but what is the importance of a bodily resurrection what do you, we even mean by a bodily yeah. resurrection? Yeah. Like, so when Jesus died and was raised, he wasn't just raised as a spirit, right? right. He wasn't just raised as a right. soul, but yeah. he was raised as a bodied yeah. being, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, what significance does that have for us? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, I think it's it's you know we're we're not dualists as Christians, right? And and that's right, as we pointed out. As we pointed out last, I learned a new term. I was like, I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we sometimes are as Christians, but yeah. we shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Christ is you know the the Jesus is no longer in the tomb, mm-hmm. and Jesus fully God, fully man, <laughs> you know, it wasn't just the divine part of Jesus that was raised, right? And the the physical person part, human part stayed dead, and the divine part was raised and went back to heaven, right? right. Again, that would be of no use to us, right? I mean, like, 
because we we've sinned in our flesh, we've sinned in our humanity, and and all of us is impacted by sin. You know, again, Paul will say that creation groans in this eager expectation and longing, and and our our bodies feel the impact of sin, and so the bodily resurrection. I would say is again the the sort of the promise that all of who we are, in some sense, is redeemed and is brought to newness of life, um, and yeah, that that and 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 it looks forward to the restoration of creation, um, that that God is renewing all things, um, and it's is making all things new. Um, and 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 the you know the the, the bodily resurrection of Christ it's different, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus can walk through doors and walk through walls and, um, appear places, appear and places, travel, and, and travel, really far yeah, and you know, and he's on the road to Emmaus and suddenly he's with his disciples. And I think that's my favorite part about the bodily resurrection is that we can still eat. I know. I'm super excited yeah. about that. I'm also, I mean, it's kind of like, well, th- there's some elements of teleportation that seem, yeah. And I think it's, th- th- this is, this is my, my ponderings, right? Okay. This is this is not uh, you know any sort of theological training. This is just my ponderings. But it, when you think about the dual natures, the humanity and the divinity of Christ, it seems like maybe the attributes of divinity have become more uh, awakened in the humanity, such that when you think about God being omnipresent, right? Right. And so it's no big thing for God to be here and there because god is here and there at the same time mm-hmm. now there's still a physicality but to sort of teleport one place to the next like yeah, well, air quoted teleport yeah air quoted teleport like what is the, what is that to god right right who's all places and all anyways so that's that's can <laughs> i ask you a question that i got asked in my fourth and fifth grade small group yeah please on tuesday i love these questions when we are resurrected right because we believe in the promise of the resurrection for those who believe in christ jesus right when we're resurrected are we going to be resurrected as the state in which we died or when if someone really old dies will they come back as really old or will they come back as a baby not and come back not reincarnated Yeah, yeah yeah Will they what be I raised? mean, will they be raised as yeah. the state in which they died, or how does that happen? Yeah. Now we're not talking about Jesus's resurrection. We're talking about something completely different. But yeah. Well, no, it's a good. I mean, it's a good question, though. I don't know. I don't know that there's a ton of biblical uh evidence i think what we see in jesus and and again the language of the new testament is that jesus is the first fruits right so we there's we can look at jesus and say okay something like that is what we are we are promised um obviously it's embodied whatever you know body means in heaven but embodied people that are around the throne worshiping in revelation Mm um so and Jesus bears the marks of his crucifixion too. You know, the resurrection doesn't doesn't mean that the hole in his side is no longer there. You know, or the holes in his yeah. hands, right? I mean, Thomas can feel those. Yeah. Um, and is that unique to Jesus that there's forever the reminder of what Jesus has done for humanity? 
Um, is that going to be true of, you know, saints that have borne the marks of martyrdom? Mm-hmm. You know, will will there be some? Not that, not to get morbid, you know, but like if someone got their face torn off by a wild beast. Not that there's going to be still that, but is there going to be some marker of what was done for Christ's sake that will be born as a, you know, as a, as a, as a, a, a jewel in their crown, you yeah. know, in some sense. I don't know. Um, will we be all in our sort of, you know, late twenties and physically fit and um, sort of, you know, what we potentially would have been without the constraints of, you know, like the impact of sin again on, yeah. our, on our bodies. And I think that's, it's actually, um, I think an area that's being, sort of a lot of works being done in in the realm of theology right now. Yeah. I was actually talking to someone about that and was talking about I think someone doing their dissertation on the resurrection and um like sort of physical ills, you know, or, yeah. or something like that. And like so I th- it's a fascinating topic. Yeah. I have some ponderings on this. Yeah. Please. Again, very little I don't not, I don't want to say there's no theological basis for this, but I'm defi- definitely extrapolating here. Yeah. So my thought is that when we are resurrected, that is kind of the culmination of the promise that we continue to be perfected, right? Mm-hmm. That, that Christ is always working, um, that the Holy Spirit is always working within us on in, in this life, on this earth, to make us more like Christ and so become more perfect and he who began a good work in you will see that to the end will yeah. com- make that a complete work and because i don't believe that we are dualist i think that that's true in our physicalness as mm. well and so i think that we what i've come to convince myself yeah. at least is that we will be the most us that we mm. can be yeah. in heaven. And that even means physically too. Yeah. And so I think for Jesus, bearing those marks is the most mm. that like, Jesus yeah. that Jesus is. Yeah. Right? Is that encompassing who he is as a sacrificial lamb and yeah. one who's willing to bear the marks yeah. and bear the pain for us. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so sin has has power on this earth. And I don't, I don't believe that the marks and the tolls that sin takes on our physical bodies in this earth will be reflected in heaven. I think yeah, that I think, yeah. we will be made new, not just in our spirits and not just in our um, souls and in our lack of sin, but we will be the most us. Yeah. And some of us might die in our 80s, but the most us that we ever were or ever could be would be like a child. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know. This is, again, me just kind of yeah. no, my imagination running yeah. um, and what I think it's going to be. Yeah. But that's my take on it. It'll be interesting. I'm excited to find out. But I do think that we'll be able to recognize each other. And I do think yeah. that we'll be able to know and recognize people that we didn't know on Earth. Mm. Like, I can just walk by somebody and be like, oh, that's Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Yeah. Hey, Jerry. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, it's it's Gary. No. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. So now that we've gotten kind of 
I guess it's still kind of on track because we're talking about resurrection. Yeah. Less about Jesus' resurrection. Yeah. But it's connected, right? I mean... Yeah. Yeah. I have a question about Jesus' resurrection. Yes. What makes Jesus' resurrection different than Lazarus's resurrection? I'm glad you asked. A lot. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's a great question, and that gets... It's a it's a it's a consistent question with with youth and or you know even sometimes like who's the only person to be raised and people are like well what about Lazarus you know so I think it's a great question and and we have even the Old Testament like Elijah yeah raises to life um, air the, quotes again on raises yeah sorry <laughs> you can't see this uh, one of these days maybe we'll we'll try out like a YouTube yeah you guys can see our ugly mugs <laughs> yeah talk back and forth to each other yeah. But, so, I mean, the the biggest thing I would say is that resurrection life is life that doesn't step back into death. So, resurrection life is life that has, well, Jesus' resurrection is the defeat of death. And so, when we are resurrected, we are joining Jesus in that life which does not end in death, right? So it's a categorically different type of life. It's not just resuscitation. I think that's, I don't know if it's Eugene Peterson or N.T. Wright makes that, you know, like what Lazarus, what happened to Lazarus was resuscitation. Mm-hmm. He was, not that not that he wasn't dead. Right. He was dead, but it's resuscitation. He's going to die again. You know, Lazarus is not still alive. He is not like some Highlander, you know, who's like, um, can only be killed by cutting off his head. Like, he yeah. died, and probably not that long afterwards. Right, know? and, and that's honestly, this happens in our world, too. People yeah. stop breathing; their hearts yeah. stop beating. Yeah, not for as many days as yeah, three days is was dead. Time. Yeah, <laughs> but it happens, right? Yeah, yeah, right. And that's and where they're you know, resuscitated. Back to our conversation about uh, you know images of heaven and stuff, right? I mean, like that's part of the the stories around seeing heaven is dying and then being resuscitated. Yeah. Um, but resurrection life is sort of a categorically different life. Um, and and again, I think it takes us back to back to the garden or or forward to you know the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven. But um, you know, if humanity had been able to eat from the tree of life, um, <clears throat> if if death had not entered in in that way, um, that's sort of what resurrection life is but there's also there's no tree of knowledge of good and evil like it's it's um and that's the i mean resurrection is it's it's not just about life but it's about the the freedom from the shackles of sin it's about Mm -hmm. sin and death being put to death so that even temptation itself and all of the things that could move us towards sin are eradicated that we're we're made new in such a way that we will never sin again um, and it, uh, St. Augustine talks about the different stages of, of sin and its relationship to humanity. And we've probably talked about this at some point because I, I talk about it. But yeah. the final state for him is the inability to sin. Like at some point we will be unable to sin, not because of some compulsion, but because our hearts will be so tuned to Jesus that the remaking of us will be so complete that the capacity to sin would, would is not even a, a, f- a feather in our mind. You know, it's it's not. We're just incapable of sin. 
I mean, how cool is that? Because like right? that's a reality that I can't even fathom. Okay, yeah, it's, it's like impo- yeah. We can speculate about it, but anytime I try to step into that, I'm like, no, I'm eventually going to mess up because that's yeah. my track record so yeah. far, right? Yeah. I have no other evidence to the contrary that that's ever going to be able to happen. Yeah. And the only way that that's able to happen is from an outside force, right? Yeah. So that's kind of gets us back into why the resurrection matters right. because if it's if Jesus didn't really get raised from the dead then this inability to sin or this being made new doesn't exist it's a delusion yeah, yeah. right yeah well and it, and it, and it's the connection of the crucifixion and resurrection too because we we have to die right like that's just and all that we are has to die you know, it's it's yeah. not just a spiritual death. It's a we like we have to undergo physical death, um, in order to be. We have to. F- all of us has to die, and all of us therefore can be made new. Yeah. Um, and and that doesn't make death any like better, right? right. Just because it's necessary. <laughs> um, the fact that it's necessary is is a tragedy, but um, but everything has to die. Yeah. Well, and so I think that's part of the gift of, of God and the gift of Jesus's life, death, and resurrection is that part of that being made new can actually happen before all of us dies, right? right. right? And so yeah. we're not just sitting here waiting to die before we can be made right. new. We are, right. We're in that process yes. already. Yes. And because and, I think that that would be that'd be awful Yeah. That would, <laughs> if yes. we were yes. just sitting here waiting for... For death to be able to be to yeah. be made new, but but Jesus, the, process the Holy begins, Spirit, yes. the process begins, and we're called to join into the process of making the world new. That process right. too, yes, um, is has already begun. We're not, and I think that that sometimes we we should not just wait for the new world to happen or for Jesus to come back, but we should live with the anticipation of right. that. And yeah. sometimes we don't. We sit in our world and our reality right now. Yeah. Um, instead of, of what Jesus is going to do um, when he comes back. But yeah, I'm getting off onto another yeah. topic. Well, yeah. And I think though, I think that's, that's right. And, and the resurrection is, I mean, the hope of the gospel is founded on the resurrection, right? Any hope that we have, you know, the, the Heidelberg catechism, one of the teaching tools of the church that in, our, what is our only comfort in life and death is that we belong to our Lord Jesus Christ, you know. But that that's only a hope if Christ is alive. If Christ is dead, then you know, we don't belong to him, right? I mean, that's, that's, right. that's, that's not a comfort. But how can we step into any funeral, you know, any loss and have hope, have anything to say, right? It's because of the resurrection. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the, the grounds for our hope. Um, and... Yeah, and I I also think, and kind of what to what you were saying, but it's the, I mean, along with the miracles of Jesus, but they're foretastes of the kingdom, mm-hmm. right? And and we live in this. We talked about this. We live in this tension, right? Where the kingdom is at hand, right? That's the first episode. You repent because the kingdom of God is at hand. It's mm-hmm. not yet here in its fullness. Jesus is on the throne, but there are. Um, still aspects of our world that are not living that way and the the fullness of Jesus reign is something that we look forward to and we expect and we long for right 
And the resurrection is a, a foretaste of that reality, a foretaste of what the kingdom will look like and how the kingdom in its fullness will change our lives. And so we are in the kingdom, but it's sort of, it's the, yeah, as we're in this liminal space where the kingdom is coming, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sort of doing Venn diagram sort of thing, you yeah. know, so with my hands, <laughs> but <laughs> the kingdom is coming, but it's not yet here in its fullness. And the resurrection is a reminder like this is coming and this yeah. is what life will be like when the kingdom has come in its fullness. Word. Word. So as you uh, celebrate Easter this year, um, be reminded that he is risen. And that's not just a fun thing to say on Easter, but it's a reality. Yeah. It's a, it, it's a reality that really, really matters. Yeah. If, if there's one thing that matters. Yeah. You know. Well, I guess there's two things that matters. In my opinion, virgin birth and resurrection, yeah. death yeah. and resurrection. Yeah. Um, but if that's true, then that changes everything. It changes everything. And if it's not true, then that changes everything too. Yeah. But the good news is that it's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. And so my encouragement too is I think a lot of times, uh, we talked about it last last time too is that that we we tend to not ride the easter tide right mm, yeah and and yeah. like dr miller says you know easter tide <sighs> kind of this crashing of the wave yeah. of jesus's resurrection carrying us into life into yeah. um boldness into new life into yeah. um resurrected life yeah with with jesus that we can live our life the most us that we've ever been and the yeah. most new that we've ever been because of what Jesus has done, not yeah. just in his death, but also in his resurrection. Yeah. Can I say one more thing? Please do. I think that, yeah, that just got me thinking, but riding the wave with Jesus. Another and really, 10. really important, what's that? I said hang 10. Yeah, hang 10. Uh, another really, really important aspect of, and, and the importance of the resurrection is a reminder that Jesus is alive and if jesus is alive again god has vindicated him and if jesus is alive then he is the risen and ascended lord and king and he is alive and active in our world and the call the continual call of discipleship is to follow him right if jesus is dead in a tomb then we can kind of go about our lives and it doesn't really matter but if jesus is alive if jesus is doing stuff if Jesus is at work, if Jesus is restoring and healing and bringing the kingdom, then the call for us is to follow him and be where he is and to be his hands and feet and to live with him and for him and to bring the kingdom with him, to be salt and to be light in this world. Um, we're following King Jesus, right? So I think that's, you know, he's, did you see us Lewis's words? He's, you know, he's on the move. Jesus is on the move. He's alive and he's on the move. And uh, we're called to be on the move with him. Yeah, I think that's a great reminder that God didn't just like send Jesus to die and be raised and then take him up to heaven and then push the pause button on interacting with humanity until right. until Jesus comes back again. Yeah. Uh, quite yeah. the opposite. He yeah. like gave us the Holy Spirit. Right. Right. And, yeah. and is alive and interacting in and through us with the world to bring about redemption bring about that foretaste of the kingdom of heaven and he's yeah. air quotes again partnered with yeah. us yeah right invited us to step into the game yeah
Well, Dan, I, uh, glad Jesus died for you. I'm glad he was raised to new life for you. Thank you, Jackson. For, for me as well. Died and was raised for yeah. you as well. Um, and I'm glad that Jesus died for you, listener, and yeah. was raised to new life for you as well. If this, the resurrection is a huge topic. It's not just one that we can talk for 45 minutes on and then put it to bed, right? Um, it's something that affects our life continually. So if you have questions or if this brought up other questions, because there's lots of questions surrounding the resurrection, but if that's something that you want to talk about. Yeah, again, we didn't even get into like apologetics or proofs of the resurrection. No. Yeah. That could be another. Yeah. But if, if that's something that interests you or something that you have questions or doubts or um, uh, you kind of need to tweeze it out a little bit more, we're happy to do that with you. Um, yeah. Just give us a call, shoot us an email, and we'll set something up. Great. Cool. Cool. And per usual, thanks to Eric for some fun music. Thanks for you guys for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a, a like, a thumbs up. Uh, five stars. Woot woot. It just makes that easier for other people to find us. Yeah. Um, that haven't listened to us before. Yeah, and if you find any of this helpful and want to pass it on, um, we'd encourage you to do that. All right, cool. Until next time. Happy Easter time. Happy Easter time. Ride the wave. Ride the wave. Woo!